we are the music makers, and we are the dreamers of dreams. This is this this is what makes creative people do it, do what they do, you know. Salty sessions with Salty Crayon. Welcome, everybody. This is the second episode of Salty Sessions, and I get to sit down with Emily Whitehurst of Survival Guide, and we talk a little bit about everything from moving to Texas to this crazy world of the Valueverse and how she's been doing with that since uh, since joining that back in uh, November. And to get this started, I we're going to play a song that she requested um, before I kick off the interview. So this is Survival Guide with Stay Dead. There's a living ghost that's haunting me. He doesn't even know I can plainly see. I don't judge up the dead.
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are lit. I am. Uh, this is Salty Sessions. Uh, I'm your host, Salty Crayon, and I have pleasure of speaking to Emily Whitehurst of Survival Guide on today's hello. show. So, hello, Emily. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Doing good for a Monday. For a Monday, yes. <laughs> yeah. So I uh, got prepared. I wear my I wore my skeleton shirt. You know, oh, nod, nice. A nod to your uh, to your website. So yes, I, I love it. I love it. I noticed it, but I didn't know if that was just your style or if it was that you were. I had this for Halloween and uh, just kept it. You know, I, I just I wear it every now and then, even on Halloween. Sometimes I'll just throw that on if I'm not wanting to dress up. Yeah, it's pretty great. It's a good look, I think. Yeah, it goes with everything. Black goes yeah. with everything. <laughs> and bones. <laughs> and bones, yep. Okay. Uh, so for the producers of uh, of this show or listeners, however you want to call them, um, tell us a little bit about yourself uh, first off and how long you've been a musician. I have been a musician for... A few decades, multiple decades now. Um, I started out in some garage bands in high school uh, and then early college. And then the band that I'm the most known for was uh, like a nationally, internationally touring punk band called Tsunami Bomb. Mm -hmm. um, I was in that band for a while. And uh, as it as it came up in um, popularity, which was really fun. Um, after that, I was in a, like a pop, like a sort of like a power disco pop band called the action design. Mm -hmm. And, uh, now I am doing a solo project. Uh, I don't like to call it a project cause it's like, this is what I do. You know, I feel like solo project mm -hmm. kind of sounds like it's a side project, but this is what I do. Uh, I am survival guide now. It's a solo thing. Um, and it's kind of um, indie. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Like synthy, indie, pop-ish, alternative sort of stuff. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah. It's a uh, I. When people ask me like how to describe what genre that is, I'm like I don't know. It's uh, <laughs> I I don't know. It has a little bit of everything in it because um, and sound effects. So yes, <laughs> cinematic, you know, that reminds me, I would cinematic. like to start, yeah. I'd like to start a genre that is like cinematic is in there somewhere. Like maybe it's cinematic, uh, electronic indie. I don't know. Yeah. Cinematic. Yeah. There's a, there's a, um, there's a value for value artist, um, called the adored and their, their albums called the uh, songs for film. Oh, cool. And, it, and it's, and it kind of has that same kind of vibe that you're talking about and they have, and it, some of their tracks kind of have a uh, like a Depeche Mode almost feel to it a little bit, a little eighties mm -hmm. um, um, synth in there. Pretty That's interesting. Cool. You said they're called the Adored. Yeah, uh, they're uh, some, write that down. Uh, uh, br they're brothers. I don't know where they're from exactly, but yeah, the name of the band's called the Adored or That's Adored. Definitely gonna check them out. Yeah, Maybe they're interesting. Start a uh, start a genre together. There you go. <laughs> All right. So yeah. So you've been doing you. Yeah, I did do some research. Research, and I seen that. Yeah, you, tsunami bomb came up. Um, I did find some older 
music videos of you with um i just forgot the name of it already the other, the other, the, oh no, the, the action other. design yeah because yeah. the i like the music videos for that but we'll uh we'll uh i'll get into that a little bit later that those are some interesting cinematography in those too oh thank you yeah um let's see yeah so now you've uh you've been doing this for a while and then you made the de- well you and your husband made the decision like let's go to texas <laughs> yeah <laughs> from california so uh how long how long you been here uh going on seven years now okay so you were here like i was like before the lockdown and then during the lockdown yes yes yeah I was working in San Antonio at the time before that happened. I think it, I think maybe a couple months before that. And then, because um, I would have to drive there from here, which is about three hours mm-hmm. um, from the north. And uh, it was a lot more fun driving there when no one was on the highway. And it was oh, like, yeah, ghost. I bet. San Antonio was ghost town. And I was like, I can do 75 through here. And no one's going to stop me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it gets it gets crazy there in austin that traffic gets uh, uh, are you having to drive would you did you have to drive through there um no not through austin from where, I, where i'm at it it splits off because i go i take uh I, I take 183 and then it'll split like it'll go uh i'm trying to think of my directions like east or west is like where it splits but uh-huh. yeah I, I was coming from the north but never had to go through austin but i did work in austin and i don't recommend it to anybody yeah <laughs> i don't the i don't is re- terrible <laughs> yeah too many people <laughs> yeah um and, and so now that you spent some now that you've been here in texas for a while like i know what my pros and cons are what's what's some pros and cons of here compared to uh california yeah um i feel like the biggest pro is the way that I don't know. I felt like when I was in California, it was very, there was like a, just an overall feeling of stress from everyone. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, it's very expensive to live there. It's hard to live there. It's, there's just, I don't know. It's just like a, just a feeling of, of tension overall. I've heard that, that I, that I don't, I don't have here. And I don't feel that from everyone here. It was like there it, in California it was like an underlying thing. Like even if people were happy, it's like, there's a layer of this, this like unspoken tension. Like they're on edge all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I was that way too. It was like, right. how am I going to be able to afford this or, you know, live. <laughs> and, um, and uh, moving to Texas was like, people are, chill in a in a different way which is kind of funny because i think that a lot of the country thinks of california as like they picture like surfers and it's all like right hang loose man you know but it's like (laughs) it's not (laughs) it's not it's not like that it's more like Mm -hmm. that here in texas yep (laughs) Um, yeah yeah. um i feel like the biggest con is the heat i knew it i was gonna say the same thing yeah, especially, I grew up in, especially. Oh, I know. I mean, it's bad every summer for me. I'm always yeah. sad every time, every time the first time the AC has to come on, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is like because every time I'm like, wow, it's I think last year it came on in February. Even I was like, wow. Yep. 
Yeah, February, it did. And it's hot. Kind of like, kind of <laughs> like this month. It's already been in the sixties and seventies. We had like what one cold front and then it's over. I'm like, well, guess yeah. we're having summer. <laughs> yeah. It's officially <laughs> spring in, uh, in February here. It feels um, like it, right? Yeah. So the does. groundhog, the groundhog did its thing. And then for everybody else, they get winter here in Texas. We're having spring. Nine more <laughs> Although- weeks spring. Although that one, that one like crazy freeze that we had was in February, I remember. Yeah. So yeah, I'm that, kind of like, well, you never know, you know, like it's, it, it is warm happen. right now, but who knows in two weeks, maybe we have a, a bunch of snow. <laughs> <laughs> it could happen. <laughs> yeah. That's uh that's one of the things I hear from people that's, that come to visit and whatnot, especially in the summertime. They're like, how do you guys live here? It's so hot. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, well, most smart people are probably like going through the river on a on an inner tube right now drinking beer. That's probably how they're cooling <laughs> off. But isn't the sun like frying you if you do that? I haven't done that yet because I'm like, it seems nice I mean, there's, for there's, the there's underside there's a of lot your of body. Trees. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> there's a lot of trees that overhang a lot of it, but uh but yeah, once it opens up into like the big like the big um I guess the inlet or whatever yeah then you're gonna get fried but (laughs) that's when you run that's when you run to like the barbecue place and get under shade yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, all right uh let's see oh okay so yeah so you've been in texas for a while um has it been treating you well since you've been here like do you like now that you're not under that tension does did you think it affected your uh your uh how you came up with music or writing did you have any influence at all when you were here with any with this last album or did you do it out of state mostly uh no i did it here i I definitely did i did it here yeah um yeah well this this album was um i can't i don't really have anything to compare it to as far as the way that texas necessarily affected me in writing it because this is the first music that i've ever written by myself like completely by myself so it was mainly i was more focused on that on just like making my way through figuring out what was going to work for me and how to do these things and um and how to actually piece together an entire album um i did spend some time in this is the first time i i had committed to a, a concept that i had wanted to do for for years which was to um to you know save up some money and rent a little place to do some writing Mm -hmm. um, away from home because i i have learned that that is or at least i always had guessed that that's a big part of my issue is distraction by oh here's a you know stack of bills or some dishes to wash or whatever there's like (laughs) always something else to do instead of just getting to my songwriting and focusing um and I, I obviously I did it in the past and it, and it was fine, but it just t- takes forever. So, mm-hmm. um, so I, I finally was able to just be like, okay, I'm gonna rent. I, I found a, like a trailer in the country on Airbnb and I rented oh, nice. that and it was, it was like in the country outside of Bernie kind of. Oh, I know what's that. Yeah. And, uh, and it was just, you know, in the trees and stuff. It was summer. So it was pretty hot but um it it really worked for me and i i was able to write like multiple songs when i was there 
Nice. And uh, yeah, so that that I guess I guess that you could say that was a, a way that Texas, you know, being here kind of influenced me. I finally um, did the thing that I had wanted to do for a long time. And I don't know. But I mean, like I said, it's hard to say because I haven't I haven't done right. it before. It's all new to me. Well, to an I extent. Think, right. Well, I think the results are in with uh, that album because uh, I like every one of those songs, even the sad oh, one. You. <laughs> thank you so much yeah they're great and um did not to jump ahead but because you're writing there um was that the same time that you filmed uh one of your kind of live performances in uh blanco was that around the same time no no oh, okay that was that was uh that was way later because oh, okay. like i i you know i wrote the record and then it took however long to get it recorded and then to go through the whole process the whole release process took a long time too so i think i i was in that trailer it was last wait it's already 2024 now the album came out in last year in october um mm -hmm. and it was the previous uh july that i was in that trailer like that's how um, long that process took wow that's really cool um <laughs> And uh, yeah, that's uh, so I'm assuming you did a lot of a lot of grounding when you're out there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, I, helps, it, was... it? it helps, doesn't it? Yeah. Touching yeah. grass, touching dirt with your bare feet and just like. Yeah. Although you have to be careful because of the fire ants. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You don't. That's one thing I learned the hard way here in Texas, like just from mowing. <laughs> yeah. Don't mess around with fire ants. They'll they'll win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so you, um, in Texas wrote some music and then I see that you've been doing a lot of coming back to streaming on Twitch. Yes. And, uh, tell us a little bit about, uh, what you're doing over there for those that don't know about it. Yeah. I've been using Twitch as a way to not only build community which has been super fun and i have a, a fun little awesome community going there um but it's a way for me to try to improve on keyboard and on bass which is something that i came up with a few years ago because you know i was preparing and writing this record and i'm primarily a vocalist and i always have been throughout all the bands that i've been in and part of my issue when preparing to write the record was a sort of a lack of confidence with with instrumental uh, you know with instruments and just mm -hmm. i used to play bass long ago and in action design is when i picked up keyboard and just uh started using it for for songwriting and so starting the twitch channel which i i was sort of on the late end because you know a lot of musicians picked that up in right. 2020 when lockdown started and i was kind of like no i don't i don't know what i'm doing i don't <laughs> i can't i could i can't really just sing acapella you know like so it took me a while to be like okay i'm gonna try this and i'm gonna use this i'm gonna use this as a way to be vulnerable as a musician and just just get better because there's no way to get better as a musician unless you are practicing and 
not only practicing, but with the pressure of having an audience that I feel like that speeds things up a lot in the practice department, because there's actually like an incentive to, to be better, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what I've been doing is um, on one day a week, I do a practice or a live learn stream where I'm literally just practicing the songs that I have forgotten because I can't read music. So that's that's one thing that sets me apart, it, not necessarily in a good way from other <laughs> uh, from other Twitch <laughs> musicians, right? Because other Twitch musicians they have like a nine hundred song request list, you know, of songs, um, and they're amazing, and they can just pull up a song with the sheet music and just play it and sing it. Um, for me, it's like I have to not only figure out my own way of playing the song on either keyboard or on bass. And then I have to remember how to do it. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Yeah. So my song list is only 80, like it's like 89 songs, I think. And, and, and gradually growing. It started with like 20 or something. That's still um, pretty good though. That's a, that's a good amount. It's, it is definitely increasing gradually, but of course that means that, you know, there's even more songs that I forget how to play. So I have, so that's one function of this practice slash live learn. So every so often I'm learning a new song and figuring it out on camera, which at first I was, I didn't do that at first because it seems right. way too stressful and vulnerable to do. Cause it's, you know, it's probably really boring for a lot of people as well, but some people are interested to see, you know, the feedback is that it's like, oh, wow, I, I'm seeing you as a musician piecing things together and seeing how you do it. And as a non-musician, it's it's um, really fascinating. So, yes, I agree. Yeah, um, it's very. Yeah, even for for me, um, if you know who the Dorfels are, they started do, then doing that on their podcast called the, the Dorfelverse. And um, on Sundays, they have a they have a get together with all the brothers and maybe somebody else. And they have uh, what they call a Dorfel jam. And you get to listen to them work on music or maybe they'll take a song that's in their album and they'll try to do an acoustic version. And like, you'll, you'll just hear them trying to come up with things. And, and, um, yeah, most people are really interested in like, the the musicians process. It's just, it's just interesting. Even like when people watch, did you ever watch the, uh, that Beatles like backstory of them creating, I forgot what album it was. And it's I mostly, them just, it's just mostly them jamming in the, in the studio, trying to come up with like everything where they have that big concert on the roof. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. No, I heard about, I, I need to watch that. Cause that sounds really awesome to watch. Yeah. It was really interesting how they just would be in there every day trying to figure things out. But yeah, I think, I think from a, from a fan of, of someone from a fan of music, I think everybody's always interested in like, how do they, how do you kind of like the question, like, how did you come up with this? What was the, you know, what was the thought process? You know, the, the usual questions. Then when you get to see it also being done, uh, mm -hmm. while hearing it, like it just kind of puts it, puts it together. Pretty neat. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's cool. I'm glad that that's how you feel about it. Cause I wasn't sure when I, um, started doing that, I, I wasn't sure. I mean, it's definitely still kind of uncomfortable for me because I'm just here, right. you know, alone and um, and wishing that wishing that I were faster or had more skills or, you know, all of these things. But um, but I still do it anyway, because I know that it's really good for me as a musician. So I'm glad that there are people who are interested in in watching the process. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and I, I'm, I, and I didn't even know how, like, but not knowing, all I knew is like who you were and your music. I didn't know the, pro, I didn't know the process, so I just assumed when I was told about Survivor Guide that you had a band, like there was somebody on bass, there was somebody doing the drums, there was, and then I've watched you on Twitch. I'm like, oh, Emily's doing this all by herself. Yeah, that's even more. That's even more amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that because it, it it it's definitely like I feel like this uh, is since Survival Guide started as a two piece, and um, this last like few years of getting ready for this, you know, writing, finally having finding the confidence and ability to write the record, and then and then going through the whole process. It's been really uh, defining for me as a musician. So um, so thank you. I appreciate that you you can see how difficult that could be for a person oh yeah and it, and it makes sense now that you said like if you're not ha actively let's say like going to i don't know a bar or like a, a place like nashville where you know there's places to you know practice almost daily you know or nightly whatnot like how else could you like if you don't have those options available like what you're doing is perfect like now you can practice the material in front yeah. of a in front of a live audience i mean you can't see them but like at least you're you can see in the in, you know when people are commenting back uh in real time you're actually getting feedback in real time so you actually know what's going you know you're getting something but yeah that does help i'm as you know i would yeah. think that helps like it's a way around you know not having the option to do something live in front of people yeah just yet. and it's also for me it's a really good for for accountability because i am not a person who just i do enjoy practicing but I have a hard time just being like blocking out time and like here I'm going to practice now and I'm going to learn right. something now because um, there's so much other, you know, tasks that go along with being a being a, a small indie musician um, that I often, you know, don't don't make time for the actual practicing to be better. So right. having scheduled streams like there are a lot of days where I'm like, oh, I'm rushing around and I'm you know trying to get ready and. And I kind of wish I didn't have this stream because I have all these other things to do. But then then it's like it forces me to to, you know, actually be making music. And uh, so so that's that's another benefit for me. And then on uh, the other stream that I do, because I'm not sure if you I know you were there the other day at was that a practice stream? Was it a Tuesday um, <laughs> when you were there or was it Thursday? Because on was, Thursday, it was, it was Thursday because I assume that you weren't starting till then because it like you were like me and you were listening to No Agenda. And that's why you oh. didn't. That's why you skipped <laughs> at four. <laughs> no, it just happens to be four o'clock. I used okay. to do it on I used to do it on Fridays, and uh, and I switched just just uh, this month. I switched it to okay to Thursdays. Um, yeah, I just assumed that you were, uh, yeah, you're a no agenda listener. That's why you're like, I'm going to put it at four because then no agenda is over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish I, I, I wish I could, you know, uh, say yes, but that I would be lying. It's, it's really my husband that, that listens to no agenda okay. uh, regu regularly. And uh, I, I, I hear it every so often, but I'm not, uh, like seeking it, seeking it out regularly like he is. Well, that that leads into my next question, which I'll get to about the meetup. Um, but I want to go back to Twitch for just a second. So when you came back to, uh, well, you just took a you took a month off, kind of, because you're mm -hmm. you're basically under the weather there for a yeah. little bit. But 
you've seen like I've seen the slow decay of Twitch, what it started out as, because I, I signed up to Twitch in 2013 and, and I was doing that as a as a gamer. Cause oh, mm-hmm. so if I didn't want to buy a game, I would go and look for a streamer that was streaming that game so I could look at actual gameplay rather than the commercial stuff. And like that would determine whether it was I would use that as good or not. And then slowly over the years, it started turning it into in real life. And then, you know, then it was talk shows and then, it, then music started coming out. And then all of a sudden it was hot tubs and black <laughs> bars <laughs> over things. And then it, now it just seems like it's a jump off point to only fans. Yeah. Um, did that affect you wanting to stay on there, even though like now Twitch has kind of got a bad reputation now with that or. Um, well, it's tough because I, I, I do have a little, I, my community is not massive by any means, but I do have a pretty solid community. I feel like on Twitch, yeah. um, who I really enjoy spending time with. So I don't, I don't really know what to do at this point. Yeah. I, and I, it, for me, it took a lot of effort to get it all set up and running. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not, um, uh, it just took a lot of work. So mm-hmm. I'm not um, not keen on uh, having to do all of that again elsewhere. And I don't know, I don't know what the alternative, like what the best alternative is, you know? So oh, for, for a now, live I'm, streaming, yeah. For a live streaming platform. Um, have you heard of Kick? I have. I have I actually did an interview, like a live interview on there with some, oh, on someone else's channel. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and, I think. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say they suggested that I that I start a a channel over there, but part of me is like, but it just is like kind of like starting a new social media account, you know? Like, can kind I get is. can I get all of my my people that currently hang out with me on Twitch to come over there? And you know, how yeah. long is it gonna take? I don't know. I'm just I'm yeah. waffling basically. Um. I know some people do uh, what they call restream where they it's like, say their main channel is Twitch, but it'll restream it to kick mm-hmm. and you can still see all the comments come in. So, but then you'll have to figure out which ones are coming. You're like when they're, when the chat's coming in, you'll have to figure out, is this coming from kick or is this coming from Twitch? And then oh. other people, <laughs> yeah. And then other people do all three. They'll do like YouTube, Twitch and kick at the same time. So you'll see, I think it gives you identifier, but yeah, that, I mean, that's one way you could do. I think a lot of, from what I've been listening to for at least on the gaming part of it, um, creators moved over there because the, the, the splits are better. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I've heard. It's like, that was a big chunk of it's like 95% or something, right? Yeah. And it's like really, really high <laughs> compared yeah, it's to really it. high. So that's a lot of reason. And then also it didn't kick was, is still kind of new and it doesn't have, it hasn't been hasn't been taken over like Twitch has with the with the OnlyFans stuff and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Um I another thing for me is that streaming is definitely like it it takes a lot of energy for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm not I, I I'm always impressed by the people who can stream like five days a week. Or eight or, hours or more. Yes, or eight hours. Yeah, I'm just like, wow. How? I mean, I couldn't possibly because of my voice, you know, like I need right. to be able to sing. But, um, but just energy wise, it's like I, I, I think maybe I'm just too hyped or something when I'm on stream, and then I, then I, I just can't do it for 
that many days. It's just, but also I, I've watched a stream before on Twitch where someone was multi, you know, streaming to multi platforms. And it was kind of a weird, I felt like it was weird as a viewer because I was trying to be in chat and I was like the only person there. And, uh, and then, you know, she would, uh, she would be like, Oh, ha ha ha, Dave, you know, that's really funny or whatever. And I'm like, I wonder what he said. Like, I, <laughs> I can't see oh, that other you chat. You couldn't see it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, that's a, that's a, it, that is one thing you'd have to, um, there's a way to do that. And, uh, I, I believe Twitch doesn't like the, well, you can see platform. it for yourself, but like the CEO says he doesn't want the show. Like when you have the chat on the screen, he doesn't want to see the other platforms on there, but you can do it. He'll uh -huh. just, he'll just, you know, not like it. Um, yeah. Harris, Heller, <laughs> Harris Heller is one of the biggest ones that test that cause he's been interviewing him a lot. So. Oh yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. I should check that out. Yeah. Um, I was going to say before we stop talking about Twitch, uh, uh, if we were about to change subject, I wanted to say that uh, the other day that I stream is is request streams. So like yes. people can can come in like so the one day is me just doing what I feel like I need to do to practice and to learn. And then the other day is people can look at the whole song list and and put in requests and I'll do I'll do songs for you. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, yeah, if anyone listening, and if you haven't been over on Twitch, uh, yeah, go watch Emily over there, uh, do some requests and and practice and then talk about food. Yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> often talking about food. Yeah. <laughs> I, I noticed that with your your emotes, they're very, they're very uh, <laughs> food centric, <laughs> food centric with sweets, there's cookies and pie and all kinds yeah. of yum. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, lots of treats flying around in the chat on Twitch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah. So you were doing some like baking streams like, uh, yeah, are you going to try to do that again? I've done a couple of baking streams and, uh, I haven't, I need to just figure out a better, a better like way. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of awkward just with the way that my kitchen is, is laid out and stuff. It's kind of, um, not the best, but, uh, and then of course it's, it's another, it's like a whole nother, um, setup as far as, mm -hmm. and, and, uh, oftentimes I'm struggling with my, uh, I guess you could say my laziness level of, uh, <laughs> getting everything set up in there yeah. and microphones and all of that. <laughs> it's much yeah, easier. I mean, Stream, I mean, it makes spot. sense because when you have your office stream set up, like you just don't want to move it. You know what yeah. I mean? Especially with <laughs> cables and stuff. And yeah, that that's uh that's always a headache if you're trying to be mobile with it. Yeah. And whatnot, yeah. So. It's kind of a hassle. Cool. <laughs> it's not a great yeah. answer though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <'Cause> right. I, <laughs> it would be cool if I did more different kinds of uh, of streams. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be kind of messy to do it in there and there where you're at. You wouldn't want <laughs> yeah. try to try to stir some batter up in the over the no. keyboard in there so <laughs> <laughs> um so you mentioned i mentioned no agenda and so that's actually where i met you at i met you at um the no agenda meetup in austin back in november um so yeah. tell me how that happened so i get so it sounds like you were dragged there by your husband <laughs> well i wouldn't say dragged because I had not long before that found out about Boostergram Ball mm, and just the concept of 
V for V, you know, podcasting and V for V music in general. So nice. that I was like, what? That sounds so cool and so exciting and interesting. And um, I would like to know more about that. So um, I think normally I maybe wouldn't have gone with him. Not that I dislike no agenda. I just am not as much of a, you know, a regular listener right. as he is. Um, but I was like, Hey, I want, I want to go with you. Cause I want to, um, to find out more about this and, uh, and learn. And it was awesome because I did, you know, I talked to Adam, um, and he sent me over to Steven, Stephen B. Yeah. 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 And he, you know, told me about setting up, getting my music, you know, on LN beats and getting it all taken care of and, and how to do it myself and, and offered to, you know, if I had any questions, I could email him, which was really helpful because yes. I am not, awesome. I, yeah, I am not, um, naturally super I'm, I'm i feel like i'm a person who can figure things out with instructions i can i can figure things out but i'm not um i'm not like i don't already have lots of knowledge about um various uh computer technology and um oh we're all running with scissors here oh okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah especially yeah. especially the value verse it's all every it's always something's someone's always a group of people that are just naturally gifted at figuring things out whether it's coding or or like hey i want to put lyrics in the chapter art when the when the while the song's going like someone's figured that out or it, like someone's figured that out it's amazing uh what people like this community of people are with when they have a passion for music and supporting independent artists like what people will come up with and everyone so far everything that i've seen everyone's willing to help everybody out be and help everybody else be successful in it yeah it's super cool I think it's mm -hmm. a really awesome, uh, really awesome thing that that's been started. And yeah, it's it's obviously just the beginning and I hope it continues to grow. Yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, it's still it's still brand. It's not even a year old. I think the Boostergram ball, I think the first episode of that was July of last year. I think that's when Adam. Started oh, wow. It. And yeah. that was the first one, right? That was the first one. Yep. And now yeah. there's um, I'll, I'll bring it up. Uh, and now on ellen beats this is this is kind of old but now can you see that uh-huh yeah so now there's these are all v for v music shows and this was yeah. i think i took i snapshotted this about a month oops, about a month ago so there's Maybe 15 or more yeah 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 it's yeah, pretty it's awesome super cool. um did you see that did you see the photo from the meetup I didn't. You didn't? I got it. You're you're oh, yeah. in there. You're in there, but, <laughs> but just barely. Your husband's obviously not in there. He's behind somebody that's uh oh. that's, <laughs> that's um, uh, taller. Let me see if I can, <laughs> see if I, can uh, I got the picture. I'm just trying to figure out how to share it on uh on this. Let's see. Select the listeners won't be able to see it. <laughs> oh yeah i'll tell them what i'm doing so what i'm doing is i don't think i don't think this will let me do it um try this there we go so it's a picture of the no agenda meetup from from uh a couple months ago can you see that now Oops. no i can't i still oh, don't see go. it what am i doing wrong uh, well i had it up and then just and it just went away. 
<laughs> it didn't pop up at all for me. I'm not seeing it. Let me try one more time. Okay. Sorry about that. That's uh, okay. Yeah, so there was... Um, yeah, because I was actually sitting next to Stephen B. Most, the, pretty much the entire time we were talking. And um, I, I actually was listening to a lot of that conversation that... Uh, <laughs> That you got there we go. there it is now can you see it yes i see it now okay so that yeah so there's you can there's me sitting next to Stephen oh yeah b. uh-huh there's Stephen b and then way back here oh yeah is you <laughs> in the corner <laughs> yeah because <laughs> i knew you were That's there so like i know she had to stuck around for the picture and i that was looking so through, funny. like where'd she hide i'm like oh and then i noticed I was like, there she is way back there <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> that's what happens in a group uh, that happens often when you're short short uh, person yes oh <laughs> believe me it's that's my whole my whole life short. <laughs> um yeah so that, yeah i'm glad that i'm glad that uh, you went there and got the opportunity to discover uh what uh v for v is all about because i don't know if you if you've been keeping up with uh the value verse but everybody and everybody that's at least a music uh podcaster and knows who you are and plays your music a lot i have every so often i'll i'll see what's happening and i'll you know i'll see some uh sats coming into my wallet and i'm like oh wow this got played on you know this show or this show and i I have listened to some clips and checked out cool. some other bands. So, um, so yeah, I feel really uh, grateful that people have played my music. And I think it's so, one thing that's so awesome about it is that it's so um, like genuine and pure kind of mm -hmm. this, this mm -hmm. platform, because it's not like as an artist, I, well, uh, I mean, maybe there's, there probably are aspects about it that I don't know about yet, but um I posted the music on there and as far as I can tell it's just like it takes people like you um who are true music fans to actually go okay here's a new thing let me check it out and see what I think you know it's mm -hmm. not like uh it's not like there's an ad like this uh, you know that that anything's being pushed to you or it's word of mouth you know yeah and it's like you 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 make the effort to to check it out and if you like it you play it and if you don't you don't you know there's no like uh there's no um, like preferential music on here or anything that you anything that's required of you. Nope. So um, so yeah, it to me it's like it's like a oh, huge honor. Organic. Yeah, and it, it makes me feel really happy about people playing my music because it means that you must like it. Yes, I mean, I mean, obviously you're seeing um, boostograms come in or yeah, or you, yeah, and. Yeah. Uh, it's uh yeah and i i get i get a couple comment uh boostgrams now and then about they're like hell yeah survival guide <laughs> that's whatever, awesome whatever track i was playing like i get i do see a lot of stuff i see people playing it in other shows too i'm like yes emily's getting some some value back from her yeah all the hard work it's awesome it is it's really cool it's really a cool system only thing i that i don't like about it is that when someone sends me a boostgram and they're like you know, I love survival guide. What a great record or something. I, there's no, at least as far as I, my, what I have set up, I, there's no way for me to say thank you to them. You oh, know? like I, I see okay. their message and I'm like, Oh, that's so cool. But I, I'm, I can't be like, Oh, thanks. Glad you like do the record. You, do you know, can you tell from your end, which, uh, 
music podcast was playing it or do you know where that like or you just you just have a message from like because it's going through albie i'm assuming uh-huh right? yeah. yeah so i so just, just see it i see it in my you know in my wallet i will see or uh, the way i have it set up is that i get no the only thing that notifies me is if somebody um sends a boostagram okay so then it's it's actually in my my email and in my wallet when okay. i go to look at it and um but I, I mean, I haven't seen a, a, there's no like reply or anything, you know, that would, Adam, if you're listening and Stephen <laughs> B and Stephen B. Yes. I know there, there are, uh, there are boost back, uh, reply back boost things integrated huh. somewhere. Um, huh. okay. Um, but I, I gotta, I'll do some more digging into it and listening. I, I know they were talking about it on, um, Adam and Dave were talking about it on, on, on last Friday's, uh, podcasting 2.0. Oh, okay. was, he's like hey he's like when someone bo- sends me a boost gram, i can boost them back i can boost them right back i can reply back to their boost now oh that's cool that's cool yeah. i'm really and the only other way that i know that you can do that like first is um it's through fountain so if you saw someone boosting an art like Something send a boost gram about like your track or whatever i mean if you're if you have a fountain account that'd be one way to do it like you can reply back on there Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a fountain account, so I guess I should probably get one. <laughs> yeah, it's just, all you need is an email. That's it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty easy to set up. And then um, I don't know if anyone told you though, but you could actually you can you earn stats uh, every day as long as you listen to like an hour's worth of whatever. Like it could be music, it could be a podcast, and yeah, you can earn stats just from listening. Oh, interesting. Through Fountain or mm-hmm. yeah, just through Fountain. Oh, okay. Good yeah, and it has it has its own internal wallet also, and you can uh, you can load it up and withdraw it um, just like anything else. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Speaking of value for value, um, have you th- thought about doing what Ainsley Costello and Just Loud did um, back in December and do a V for V live uh, concert, like either by yourself or with somebody? And if you could pick somebody in value for value, who would who would you, who would you want, uh, with you? Um, I saw a bunch of stuff about that, and I wasn't sure was was it a stream? Yeah, it was a. It well, not only was it a stream, but it was a lot. It was a two two day event. So the it was in Minneapolis. So the first live concert slash live stream was at the this brewery, and it was okay. Just yeah, it was in- actually at a venue. Yeah. 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 It was at okay. a venue. That that was just Ainsley. And then the second night was just loud and Ainsley at the place where they filmed um Purple Rain. Oh yeah. At First Street. Yeah. Or right. Okay. I think um, it's first it's something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I have not thought about it. I did, I mean, I was aware that there was an event that kind of crossed over like mm. uh real life and V for V. But um, but yeah, I, I hadn't really um thought about throwing my own probably because i'm fairly new to this I, well i guess everyone is <laughs> yeah everybody is yeah i mean but, uh, help, you know obviously because their parents are you know come from that background so it was oh, and, just, okay. and just loud and you know he's he last concert he played was like he said Lollapalooza in 2017 oh wow That's yeah cool. so he had some connections and whatnot so i think that i think between the two of them like they were able to pull that off along with uh everyone else that did the the streaming sats during the show and whatnot. It was, 
probably the most remarkable thing I've ever seen as far as like how much people value your craft or music. Um, cause did you, cause you heard Ainsley's story about the difference between her time on Spotify and her time in V for V. I didn't, I didn't hear that story. I just know that she is really like tearing it up on V for V. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think you've been, how long have you been on Spotify? And I'll just put this in context. Like how uh, long a long time, like, a long time. Yeah. And it's, and it's just not really reaping yeah, the rewards. Is it? No, no, okay. not really. So she's been on there four years. She was on Spotify for four years. She made $750 out of four years so far. So that's about $15 a month. Um, I think it comes out to. And then when she jumped on uh, into the B for V stuff and the five or I probably got to be my, in the four or five months that she started, plus the first day concert, she made $2,300 in one night. Oh, wow. And then the second night was another one. So, so in the five months that she switched from Spotify to value for value, she's made, uh, I forgot the, I forgot what it is in millions for, for sats. It was like, I think 15, 17 million, but she's made about six or seven grand just, to, just in that. So that tells you that the music industrial complex is not the future. <laughs> no, it's not. That's that's awesome. That's I know. It, cool. Yeah, it's really awesome. And um, that was just kind of a test bed to see how that would go. And I think, uh, hopefully, I mean, it's winter time, but I don't, that doesn't really stop an indoor concert. But I'd like to see more more uh, value for value artists do the same thing. If uh, just because if they can do it, I mean, anybody can do it, really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I should Sports probably. I should probably look into more of what it what it would entail, you know, like what it would require mm -hmm. of me. Because I I have not streamed a lot of, I haven't since I started streaming on Twitch. I, it's I haven't really played a ton of shows um, out at venues, which mm. is partially due to the solo nature and um, still trying to build like actual community. Uh, for live shows, but, right. um, for survival guide, but I haven't, so I haven't had too much opportunity to actually stream those live shows. I've done right. like one stream, uh, uh, maybe two streamed live shows on Twitch. And one of them was my same setup. So I'm kind oh. of just like, I'm kind of like, uh, it's kind of like a mental, um, block to be like okay setting up a show getting you know everything ready for the show is one show. level of uh of commitment right. and then like making sure it's a good stream as well mm. um seems like another um another like layer of of task but you are totally right like i should um i should it would be cool if people were doing that more often because obviously it's it's a really great idea and we do need to make, um, you know, mu music making sustainable for yes. musicians. Yes. And it's really not. No, it's not. It's not on Spotify. I mean, they're not. I mean, I, I said this in my, my last music podcast that uh, 
Spotify is not making money. Twitch isn't making money. Uh, like Amazon is, it's costing Amazon two billion a year to put up with Twitch. Twitch not making any money, but they're a trillion dollar company. So I guess a couple billion they don't really notice. Yeah. And uh, Spotify is the same way. So Spotify is losing money. So that should tell you that if you're a new artist and doing it the old way through Spotify, that that there's not you're not really gonna make. A pro if you're trying to do it for profit, you're definitely not going to do it on Spotify. Like, like yeah. not everybody's Taylor Swift and can have this massive, <laughs> massive whatever's going on with her right now. Like that, <laughs> that's uh, you know, no one has that. But, um, but also that takes away from. Also, I think from what we've seen here on on this is just my opinion from talking to other either music artists in Value for Value or um other other people that do shows that like everyone really loves the whole freedom and creativity of the music space over here there's nobody saying you can't play that song or you can't sing it that way yeah. or, um i mean the the dj is actually the dj is basically the promoter and then the artist is also promoter because they're promoting their music because like we get to see it pop up on Ellen beats or I, there's been other people that are like, Hey, I just brought this local band in. Uh, I just got them. They're going to upload to the index. You'll be able to check them out. I mean, it's really community driven and everyone's behind anybody that they bring in that what I've seen, everybody's real. This, but like we actually, we need, well, the problem is we need more music. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, yeah. There, I think there's about 5,000 songs on Ellen beats. Uh, they're not all songs. Some of it's just noise, like like uh, like frequency hertz sounds. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there's just just some weird stuff on there. But uh, <laughs> for the most part, there's there is actually music on there. But yeah, we definitely need more music. And um, the well, what do you think about it? Like, I mean, the, it's got a. Well, how does it feel to you when um, you're getting instant feedback, and then not only like. Not only with like uh, with value, but then someone's actually writing uh, about the music on top of that. Where now you're getting two things at once. It's super cool. I love it. I love. I love. You know, seeing it progress, seeing that people are are valuing, are literally valuing uh, the work that I've done with my music. Mm -hmm. It just it's it's all around a great a great experience. And like I said, you know it. Um, it'll be extra awesome when I can respond to people because that's the only thing like I really want to be able to to thank them for you know for valuing me and yes. um, oh, and yeah. uh, so I look forward to that uh, but yeah overall it's really awesome one thing I have been wondering is like you know my I, I uploaded in November you know mm -hmm. and I'm uh people are still playing i guess you're right it's just that we need there needs to be more music so that there are more shows so that there's more opportunity for everyone to to um you know to to build and grow because yeah, i'm kind of like i wonder i'm really excited that you have asked me to come on here and talk to you about this because i'm kind of like well what happens like how do i uh how do i you know sort of keep my music going 
on, right, how do you keep promoting it, you know? something that you work so hard on? Yeah, yeah, because I feel like I'm I'm wondering if it's if it's like okay, well, this is gonna end, you know, it's gonna, people are gonna stop playing it because which is oh, probably not. <laughs> not here. <laughs> um, yeah, I I it's just hard to know. It's just a, an unknown territory, you know. Mm -hmm. I'd say every week I catch uh, one of the shows that I'm listening to. There's always somebody playing Survival Guide. It, it doesn't matter which track it is, but I can guarantee that at least once a week there's somebody playing Survival Guide at least once or twice a week. Um, uh, That's awesome. Yeah, it's and uh, again, like it's. Uh, I asked the Dorfels this. I like they 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 basically said as musicians, they're like, well, like you got like if you guys didn't have these shows, then nobody would know that we're even playing music and, or boosting us. And goes, and we were about to stop. They were about to stop uh, just playing music and creating music altogether because they had a like a five-year hiatus because they, they tried the touring thing. They, they lived, they're in Nashville. Like you're competing with everybody there and like the, the bars only want you to, the base, they told us that, they want, that this one bar that they tried to play at, well, they did play at that, uh, I think they wanted them to play like uh, two hours with no breaks. Like, like you couldn't even go to the bathroom or anything. Yeah. I think they said they only made $300 out of the, all of them out of that. And like, it just wasn't worth it. And then they said once V for V came, it got them all together again as a family. Cause it's, there's 10 members, 10 family oh, members. Oh, wow. I did not well, know that. Well, well, the entire Dorful family, including the, including the wives and the kids and whatnot it's like 21 or more wow i had and no idea and they all they either all play instruments or they sing yeah so it's like a ginormous it's a ginormous uh football team you know, <laughs> that's amazing yeah i mean getting getting paid 300 dollars for a band of uh 10 to 21 people is not that great <laughs> mm -mm. no and uh yeah so now they said now because of this that um, and then they had a podcast where it's like where, where we were talking about where they just do a, like a jam session and like either practice yeah. on stuff or they talk about music they're working on. And, uh, they said, because they're getting feedback from that, which again, it's, it's coming back through value for value. Like it just, it, that's a way for them as a giant family and cause they're separated, you know, in different States and everybody has their own life cause most are married and whatnot that the family can get together and, uh, and jam out even if they have to bring in one of the brothers via you know like a like a stream it's the way they do it it actually <clears throat> it sounds like he's in the room with them it's it's pretty cool that's super and, uh, cool yeah and it gave them like a new uh gave them a like a new energy to just keep creating music and stuff so that's really fun how yeah, that came awesome. about so yeah. it, it basically revived their music careers mm -hmm. yeah yeah totally that's amazing yep. Yeah, and then they have, and then they branched off to different. They have different uh, family members have different bands. So like you got the Dorfels, which is the main group. All of them. You, <laughs> all of them, and then you got City Beach, which is like Edward Dorfel and his wife, and his wife actually does a majority of the writing and the melodies for it, and she's a great singer. And then you have uh, Ben Dorfel does his thing. TJ, he has like a just a banjo album that he plays, and then his, uh, TJ's son j-dog like he's been on uh he's done no agenda jingles um and whatnot uh yeah they all just get together now more often because of value for value that's cool yeah it's really fun um 
so yeah so hopefully i mean it's all it yeah your your album's been out since you said november right that sounds about right because i was waiting for because i couldn't put survive i don't think i could put your song on yet on my show in november until i i heard it was like i I think i had to find out that it was like it was you Uh you know that at the meetup because i was like waiting around to hear something from adam that said Uh like hey emily from uh, the no agenda meetup she's got her album out so i think that's how i found out that it was available yeah yeah because it wasn't it wasn't like your name so i had it so right right so i didn't know who what it was going to be called or anything so yeah, eventually. And it took me a little while too, because I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I need to, I need to sit down and look at this and get into the code of my website and like all of this stuff. To I mean, it wasn't as hard as I had thought it was going to be, which is yeah. great. Um, so I've, I did, I did end up figuring it out, but I was, it took me some, uh, some effort and some, some uh, commitment uh, mentally to be like, all right, I need to sit down. I need to do this. I missed out because I was going to do, uh, I have a Christmas song that's, um, that's a separate project that's called mm-hmm. M and the five Oh ones. And it's like a country. It's basically me plus a country band here in oh, nice. San Antonio. That's cool. And, uh, we have one Christmas song together and I, I missed, I missed the window to, to upload it when everyone was playing Christmas songs and stuff. So uh, I'm going to have to do that, uh, next year. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be fun to hear hear that. Anything you're doing uh, that's like you're like I don't know. Let me let me let me see what let me see what the value. Let's see, let's see what value verse thinks. So I bet if you just threw it up there, people would be like, oh, I like this. This is this is catchy. I I could play this. I could play this at Christmas. Like yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> or anything you have like you just you don't know. Like you could always just make a like what a lot of artists do. They make a separate. Uh, well, it'll just show up as a track, but it'd still be under survival guide. You know, and then mm-hmm. you have like could have it there and then anything new you do you could just show up in the index and yeah well you know what i hadn't really thought about or i have thought about in passing but then i'm like i don't know what i'm gonna do about that i do have a a, another album like an older album that came out like a while ago and i'm like should i mainly i wanted to upload death dreams because that's my new you know that's what i'm doing now but i'm also kind of like maybe i should upload the old stuff too so that yeah. everyone has even more option for survival oh. guide. But I also feel like it, maybe it's not as good. <laughs> so then will people like you be like, oh, it's a new survival guide. And then it, it's <laughs> like, oh, it's, it's actually not new and it's not as good. <laughs> well, as, as long as you put, well, I think if it, I, what I see people do is they have stuff that's been sitting somewhere in their house from like 2017, sometimes 2003. And then, They'll throw it up. They'll put it up there and they're like, and then they'll put in their album notes. Like this was produced in 2003 in my backyard with just four people. And like, Hey, people will listen to it. If, if the word gets out there and uh, if, and that the fact that you're just gonna, you're adding to your, your, uh, your library. I mean, I think anybody would be like, yeah, I'll go, I'll boost these old songs. These are great. You know? Yeah. You'd be surprised yeah. what people will listen to and boost and boost. Like it'd probably, probably surprise you what people, uh, like in the vibers um well and also they're, they're i very supporting as you were saying that i was remembering that it's also probably mainly me who thinks that my new like i'm i'm always gonna feel like my newest stuff is the better stuff you know there are there are <laughs> i'm sure people who are like yeah the new stuff is 
good, but the old stuff is better. You know, <laughs> you know, there's always that whole that yeah. dynamic. Yeah, yeah, you always have that dilemma. <laughs> so it's possible. It's possible that people will hear it and be like, "Oh, this is way better." <laughs> I love yeah. it. <laughs> That's funny. which wouldn't be bad either. Right. I like the I like the old stuff. I did go like when I was going through your YouTube channel. I was that's how I found out about some of the other names because I I I listened to the um, interview you did with I forgot his name, but he's from MXPX. Oh yeah, Mike Herrera. Yeah, yeah, Mike Herrera, and um, talking about the older videos and the older mm -hmm. music and how like it was like punk you back then, and like now Death Dreams is more like a well polished, more mature Emily kind of uh -huh. like his description <laughs> and that going back i was like yeah there's some notes of that like i can i can hear the difference and then there's a there was another track there was another music video i was watching just today and uh you'll have to tell me that's actually what i was going to ask about i don't remember the song off the top of my head i just remember the setting and the setting was it was in this um it was in a theater and the when you're coming up the steps that looked from that looked like a famous rock bar at first but then it when you came up the steps I, it turned into a big stage and i was, I was going to ask you like where where was that from oh then? yeah 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 that was a survival guide the survival guide song yeah it was survival guide yeah that was um at the warfield theater in san francisco okay. all right so it, it is a theater that's been that's been around for a long time in, it looked uh, like i saw the old uh music um posters and stuff on there like i was like whoa i go i go where is, is it? Is this, I was thinking it was the, uh, what's that place in, uh, Hollywood? Is it the rainbow room or, uh, oh, that, fam that famous uh, one? Uh, maybe like the, well, the rainbow room is like just a bar, I think, yeah. but, uh, maybe like the, the, name of it. the Roxy or the Viper room or one of those. Um, yeah. Cause it yeah. looked very similar to the stairs that you came up cause they were, it was dark. You know, and then, uh -huh. then it came up and I was like, oh, she's at that bar. She's at that famous bar that everyone plays at. And then, then it turned into the big stage. I'm like, a oh, big stage. Not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure which bar, which uh, bar you're talking about in uh, in Hollywood. But, um, well, but if yeah, someone's was... listening, they'll correct me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they'll tell me which one it is. Like, Salty, that's this one over here. God. <laughs> you're right. There's probably a decent number of uh, of places that have a long stairway that venue yeah you know, in the venue that looks like that <laughs> yeah speaking of uh speaking of music again um i really like i really like the fact that you do vinyls i was actually asking the dorfels if they would ever do that and i saw that like that's one of your favorite things to do and yeah. i i i can tell you i don't own any now i mean i used to have a bunch but if I am if I do start doing that again, which I probably will, just because I like I like your album so much, is there's nothing because we're in a digital age, you can't really hold anything t to yourself, you know. You're just like yeah, you show somebody your phone, and you're like, well, that's great, you know. Like, <laughs> or vinyl is like not only is it music, but then now it's a piece of artwork, you know. Like I always thought vinyls were artwork, like from the cover to like like even the record itself, especially like. Yours, I actually, I actually pulled it up. Like the one that I, the, the one that I want to get is the Dreams variant. Oh, I like, uh -huh. I like that one a lot. Yeah, the blue, the blue and white one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like blue. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I agree with you. I, I love how it's like a physical representation of 
of audio, you know, and, yes. and like you said, it's like, an, it's an opportunity to have it be more than just sound waves. You know, you put a visual yes. aspect to it. And, and as a listener, it's, I love how it's something that you can see and you can hold and there's lyric, you know, there's maybe a lyric sheet or photos of the band or whatever to go along with it. It just kind of enhances the whole experience. Yes. And then particularly with, with vinyl, I love how it's kind of the most active listening because you you actually have to flip it when it stops, you know? Yes, you it's do. like this you're not true. just like and sometimes that maybe that might be annoying if you're like trying to do a task like if you're, you know, I don't know, doing a task where your hands are dirty or something and then you have to <laughs> realize the record is ended and you have to go flip it. But right. um I feel like it makes it's like it forces you as a listener to connect even more with the music because yes. of because of that so i that's absolutely those are the things i love about it and if anybody listen to this i know they can't see it but like i'm looking at emily's room and she has at least three shelves full of vinyls right behind her yeah i so love I know uh, you're a fan. <laughs> yeah it's well it's definitely getting harder uh now because i've been collecting those I, I feel like my collection is not even that large like compared to people who have been collecting them for a long time but i love looking at the used records at a vinyl store at a record store i do, and I do that too just like sifting through them and um i love like i, I it, like i said it's getting less and less because i think vinyl is getting more pop popular which i don't i'm not sad about I, i'd much rather people enjoy vinyl but it used to be like, oh, I could look through here and it's a dollar bin. And right. oh, here's like greatest Dolly Parton greatest hits. I for <laughs> sure want that for a dollar. Like give me yeah. that. <laughs> give me 10 Dolly greatest hits for a dollar. Yeah, um, and it was it's like a very it, the the used bin is a very low, low commitment, yet po possibly has a extremely high reward at least it has for me in the past like there's been so many that i'm like whoa this album artwork looks so cool or weird or funny yeah, um uh, look at how dramatic this guy is from the 70s or something you know or wow look at this band how how you know 60s style they are or 80s or whatever and mm -hmm. you've got all these different eras of vinyl and um to buy it for you know even five dollars take it home to listen to it and and it turns out to be really amazing and if it's right. not it's like oh well it's it wasn't it wasn't that <laughs> that expensive <laughs> yep and, and uh i don't know if they're the i don't think they're the ones that like started this movement but like there was a there was there is a documentary about pink floyd a little bit and about their album art and uh how the record company got mad at them for using certain things like like one of their albums is just a cow on the oh. cover <laughs> like a real that's cow funny. they went out to some farm like area and like they're passing by and they just took a picture of a cow and they're like there's no <laughs> members of the band we gotta see you guys on the cover they're like no nah, we're not doing that <laughs> that's great <laughs> so yeah so people can buy yeah they can collect vinyl on your website even the even the smaller ones yeah the, yeah i've got i've got the first record the seven, i've got a yeah. few yeah, I've got a few seven-inch rec. I've got two different seven-inch records, and then I've got the two different albums, all all on vinyl, available. I like those um, those colors because it's got what I'm looking at. Like I see a 
a gray one then like a an all like kind of violet color and then like a purplish pink and then a deep purple really cool colors yeah the uh the rhp 1.5 that's seven inch mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. i like those that's what i'm talking about like it's artwork it's like it's something that's i don't know it's something's physical because i know that you and i are from this, the same generation and um that's one thing that like we grew up on is like you know when it was like tape cassettes like you open the tape the plastic it smells a certain way and then you unfold all the lyrics <laughs> yeah. you're following along you're so excited <laughs> to play it you know yes totally think, and then uh, then cds came and it was kind of the same thing it still had that s smell of the plastic i get i guess there must be something with that plastic wrap that they shrink wrap that stuff in uh-huh <laughs> it always has a certain smell to it even the cds did and then then once napster and uh, what was that? LimeWire and that kind of stuff. And like uh, CDs kind of slowly started going away until stuff was online. I mean, it did take a while. Yeah. But... yeah and there was like mp3.com. There we well. go. Yeah. That? that one. <laughs> yeah. Also, um, I noticed that like if you listen to a vinyl compared to uh, an mp3, the vinyl sounds, if you close your eyes, you almost like you're in the room with that person. That's, that's yeah. That. That, there's yeah. something unique about the sound of vinyl. Uh, uh, I agree. The music that it's comes just, out of it. Yeah, it's just like warmer and more full somehow. Warmer. There we go. Yeah, it just yeah. feels like you're in the room with that with that that artist. To yeah. me, it's like very cool. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, vinyl. I'm trying to. Th I'm look. I had a thing in case I have a brain dump, which it's Monday. <laughs> <laughs> it tends to happen. That's um, good. Having notes is good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, okay. So, well, well, since we're talking about music, and um, still, um, I want to talk about the music videos for um, this this album, Death Dreams, because um, they're really they're they're cinematic. I'm gonna put it that they're very cinematic. And my favorite thing about what you did is is what I miss as a kid is in the 80s and the early 90s that the music videos tell a story uh-huh and that's what i love about all those videos even like your even a couple older ones i was like i love this there's a story involved with the music this is fun yeah yeah i i i have to give the credit to the video team that i worked with because i i had the opportunity to work with with this team of uh filmmakers on all of these videos and um it was the best most fun thing that i've gotten to do um as far as music video i mean i ha i do have some other music videos that were super fun to make yeah. um but the experience of working with these guys was just like they it was it was exactly what i would hope for from uh from a video team and from a video like people who are people who are making the video they didn't come to me saying like what do you well they actually did they they did ask me if there were things that i wanted to incorporate for each song we 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 went through it wasn't like there was a grand plan for for all of those songs we started with the first one which is uh, blood perfume and um and they gave me uh, they asked me if there was anything that i had wanted to incorporate or if i had any ideas which i didn't because I uh, my my feeling is always like I mean if I have to come up with a video idea 
I can and I have in the past, but I don't really want to do that. I don't, right. I don't, I want to be doing music, other music related things. Mm -hmm. um, I would love to have someone come and be like, Ooh, this song, you know, makes me think of this, which is exactly what they did. And they, they would give me like different options. Oh. They'd be like, so we listened to the song and it made us feel this. And it also cool. made us feel this, like what, which of these things are you, are you leaning more towards? And then wow. I also had, yeah. And then I also had the freedom to be like, well, I like this, but I, I would want to incorporate, you know, this, this aspect, or I don't want this thing involved or whatever. Like mm -hmm. I could, I could tweak little things here and there if I, if I wanted to, or I could just have refused all of their <laughs> ideas <laughs> if I wanted. But for me, it was really exciting to be like, you seem you know, like they, you're having fun in those videos. Like you seem really natural at what it like the the acting and what the little scenes they had you do. Like it seemed like this was every day for you to do this. Like you didn't seem nervous <laughs> or anything. It seemed I was like, wow. Like I had to like look at it. Like maybe she was an actress before she did. <laughs> no, I. I mean that's another thing that was so great about this team was that we got together and Brian, who was the director, was just very very easy and very fun to work with. And I I was nervous at first because mm -hmm. I don't know what it's going to be like. I had never, you know, worked with them before and and I don't know if it's going to be very like hardcore like no, you need to look more angry or you know, if the like what kind of attitude is right. the director going to have and he was very fun to work with and easy to work with and um which allowed me to feel like I could uh make expressions more naturally and just mm -hmm. feel more comfortable pretending <laughs> to be these characters. Yeah. And uh so it was it was a ton of fun and I I hope to get to do more things like oh, that yeah. and and work more with them in the future. But it was just like the whole experience was super fun. I loved how I could give them the song and they would shape the visual what it made them visualize and what you know mm -hmm. what like their interpretation basically of of my work which yeah obviously we can't you know obviously we were in agreement on on everything that we that we ended up doing or we wouldn't have done right. it that way um so it just it worked out worked out so well yeah um so yeah on one of them uh i'll tell you what vibes i got from this video you tell me and you and you tell me which one i'm probably talking about Okay. Uh, it's one of my favorite ones, and I got a Dexter vibe out of this video, like right away. I don't know if you know the show Dexter. I have seen a few episodes. I haven't watched the whole thing. So do you know? Yes. Do you know which video I'm talking about? Then I would as well. I would assume it was the blood perfume video. <laughs> okay. Yep. <laughs> yep. I was cracking up on the first scene where you're smashing that uh, body with a hammer, <laughs> yeah. and then you drag him into the shed, and then. And like, when you had the tools there, like, oh, this is so Dexter. Like, that's what he does. He runs his hands along his cutting utensils. Oh, really? Looking, that's so funny. The exact same thing. I was like, oh, this is, like, she must like Dexter. Like, this is cool. <laughs> that's funny. I didn't, I didn't know that about that specific shot, that that was a Dexter-esque. <laughs> yeah, when you had it, like, only thing you had would add a change was, like, uh, had plastic, plastic wrap everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I needed some plastic sheeting. Yeah. <laughs> but the, but yeah, the the essence of when you were picking up the tools, that I was like, oh, that's like, like, oh, there's some little Dexter Easter eggs in there. Like, that's cool. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I had to. I had to. Uh, 
really drag that body too. I was wondering about that if they just put some weights with like a stuffed mannequin in there. Or, at you couldn't first, really see the person, but yeah, at first they did throw some weights into a tarp, and it just looked too <laughs> fake. I think I was dragging okay. it, and it was like that doesn't seem very heavy. So they ha- <laughs> they had the actual guy that I was, you know, using the uh, using that uh, the victim hammer on. Yeah, <laughs> and they had him get in the tarp, <laughs> and I dragged him. <laughs> That was a great. That was that was great. I I really like that video, and I like uh, I like pie. I think I think out of the ones you did for survival guide, I think or for death dreams, I think that uh, I think pie is probably my favorite as like the most creative. Oh yeah, yeah. Because if you if you notice, well, if for people listening, every time there is a like a commercial break which is an intended commercial break during, during the music, there's these Easter eggs of a product and the product is the name of the songs and survival yeah. guys. Awesome. Yeah. There's all these references to the other two music videos that we had done at that point. It's yeah. Really even, fun. And I think, I think, was it the box, the razor blades had the nod, a nod back to agent M wasn't like, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was lard. It was agent oh, M that's lard. Was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which I didn't know they were going to do. And so I didn't know until I saw the edit, <laughs> which it just made me laugh so hard. Like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that was hilarious. I was like, yeah, huh, like, cause I, cause I, like I said, I did my research. So I knew about that. And I was like, Oh, they even threw that in there. I'm like, that's yeah. Cool. Yeah. My old stage name. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Uh, that looked like, a, those look like a lot of fun. And oh uh, yeah, a ton of fun. Um, and that's always, um, and it's definitely, it seems like it's more fun when you have a, a team that like can create something like that. That's real. That, that's it just adds on another whole element to, uh, you know, like the song. Cause now when people think about, uh, uh, blood perfume, they're going to be thinking of like, you know, burying a body, I guess, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's very Halloween. Yes. Yes. For sure. <laughs> the horror short. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So if you do, do you have, uh, if you could pick, so you've got a few of those up. Um, have you thought of any ideas with the songs that you have now that like, have you, um, anything come to mind? Um, not, not really. I mean, except for, I would love to do kind of the only one that I ever had any sort of vision for was sharpshooter because it's I love that like, song. a thank you. It's like a bond theme. So yes. I would yeah. love to, uh, it's like a Western bond. Sort I, of. I definitely got Western vibes out of that. The first time I played it and I was yeah. like, that's on my, that's on my, that's it's in my rotation of songs yeah. I play. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, it's um it's it inspired by partially by the uh the Dark Tower series. Mm-hmm. Um and um which is like a western sort of a, a dark western um <laughs> series if you haven't if you haven't read it. I've heard of um, it. yeah, it's really good. And uh but I had also always wanted to to write a Bond theme too, mm-hmm. like a James Bond theme. So I kind of combined the two with that song and I would love to get to be the Bond character in a, in a music video. Although I don't have, I don't have like a plot or anything like that's the kind of like if if I had to, I would, I I could storyboard something out and figure something Mm -hmm. out, but I, 
I'm I like kinda, that idea though. Yeah. It would it would be really fun. It'd be really it fun. Would. And maybe I would be maybe it would be a western, you know. But also I'm kind of like would that be too obvious? I don't know. If it was a western themed if it was exactly like what I wrote, you know, like it, it, exactly what I intended the feel to be as a western style James Bond theme type mm -hmm. song. Agent M in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bond there you feeling. go. Yeah. <laughs> I might have to go that way somehow. I don't know. Yeah. It would be super fun. Although I don't know what's going to happen with uh with future videos. Okay. Well, that's pretty cool though. Like yeah, I like that's a I can see that happening. I like I like that um yeah. idea that. Um I do notice that you uh you use props for for your music and it did take me a while playing it over and over again to figure out that you were playing that there was a typewriter on. Oh uh, yeah. On sour sorrow. So, so, yeah. That's a tongue twister. I got <laughs> <laughs> Let me pull it up. Uh, yeah. Sour sorrow. There we go. Mm -hmm. I said it right. Yeah. I like that. And then I saw the video. I'm like, ah, and then she's even using it in the, in the, in the music video. Like, yeah. That's <laughs> it actually, it goes really well, you know, like it, it it made it made sense, uh, like the storyline and stuff. Like I wasn't really picturing that. But I was like, uh, before I saw the video because I just I was listening to it on the you know value for value. So you kind of make your own story in your head mm -hmm. when you hear these songs. And then I found the video. I was like, oh, I was like this this makes a lot of sense. I like it. Yeah, thank you. That and I mean then, that was definitely an idea that came you know straight from the song. Like they're like, oh yeah, let's get a typewriter. We'll get it all. <laughs> make it all make sense and yeah it was cool i like i like how you added that and then in um stay dead there's is it a is it an old rocking chair or a, a door creaking what is that sound? so stay dead is one of the first like that little drum beat was one of the first things that i wrote on the record and it was basically a little challenge that i did for myself that was to create a drum beat completely out of horror movie sound effects ah. so they they definitely are more blended at this point um because we've got some live drums in there and also um being in the studio uh bob the producer added some some additional layers and stuff but the original stuff is still there which is like there's cha there's chains dropping there's chains being dragged um and then mm. i think the sound effect you're talking about is just like a door creak you know like yeah. it's supposed to be like a creepy door creak, it sounded creaky, like. creaking yeah. open or maybe uh you know someone stepping on a creaky floor or something right like yeah i like i love that because it, it, it i love that because yeah when you listen to it like i'm already thinking about like that's like this i feel like i'm in a like an old house there's something yeah. about to go down in here <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes exactly it's kind of funny when we made the blood perfume music video because i was like this actually is sort of what i intended with stay dead it's like yep. more fitting the visuals are like fitting exactly what i was thinking for that song and i actually when i wrote that one too i was like this is kind of like you know it talks about um it talks well it's called stay dead and mm -hmm. um it talks about like in the chorus it says i'm the statue and you're the rain tears coming down my face but my eyes look the same and i was totally picturing like in a cemetery when you see when people have yeah. on their on their headstone they have a a statue you know and it's oh, like yeah. when it's when it's raining it looks like it's crying but the, oh, but the older ones yeah 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 which i really i really love um cemeteries a lot so i was kind of 
visualizing that and then i felt like the the actual tempo of the song was kind of like the the something that you could dig a grave to like that's it seemed like a shoveling speed yeah. to me <laughs> huh yeah i never thought about that yeah you 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 could i so i guess if you wanted to you could mute the music video and play Just, stay dead yeah. on value for value and see, <laughs> see if it would work yeah yeah to superimpose <laughs> yeah. um i'm trying to think what else yeah so that i really like that one and i've i i tend I haven't played it yet on my podcast. Like I'm going, I I'm literally going through and just kind of jumping around. I think I I'll, I'll tell you how many songs I've played from your album so far. So I've played bad little seed, sour, sour, sorrow, pie, blood perfume, sharpshooter, lady, Neptune, words, 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 and stay dead. I think, mm -hmm. I think the next one I want to play is actually, uh, fight me because i keep hearing it in my head as i'm doing things throughout the house i, <laughs> I, I hear this we've got spirit yeah <laughs> i keep hearing that that tone that that line over and over again and i'm like maybe i should play that but something's telling me i should play that on the next podcast that's awesome yeah your brain is telling you your subconscious yep. is telling you <laughs> to play it <laughs> well that's cool that's cool that you've been going through different songs yeah uh yeah i go through i go through them um all the time because i always want to try to put at least one on there um all the time and a lot of times i have a hard time picking one because i was like i i like all of these i don't know which one to pick this time <laughs> like uh, and then sometimes i go off the feedback of uh like the boost messages what people other people like and uh, a lot of people um <clears throat> had said that they like uh they like sharpshooter for sure oh cool um, a lot of people That's like awesome. that one and um sour well yeah bad little seeds sour sour and sharpshooter and blood perfume comes up every uh every now and then too but i i think i got the most though from for sharpshooter so oh yeah that's so cool i yeah. feel like that's a that song really is a is a weird um like as far as the other stats of other platforms and stuff, it's kind of, I feel, I get the impression that people are like, what is this? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what is this? What is this song doing right here? <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, but got, I, it's got a lot going on in it. That's, that's probably why I like it. Yeah. I, 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 I like that one. That's one of my favorites. Um, I think mainly because I just felt determined to do, to do that, uh, that bond style. Song. right yeah, but awesome. um thank you for playing a variety i think it's awesome to to, to get different songs out to people you know because something people might not like the first one that they hear and then the second one mm -hmm. they they are more interested to check it out or whatever you know so i think that's really awesome oh yeah definitely like we use adam sometimes as a kind of a barometer if he like he'll find sometimes he'll play stuff that i was about to play or he's got a track that I've never heard of, or then somebody else has played something from you that, that I've heard and, um, or, but I haven't had anybody play something that I haven't heard. So that's why I was like keen to do, like, I got to get words, words, words in here before someone, I gotta get, I gotta, I want to play it first just to see what people think of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. And I ended up, ended up liking that one a lot. Um, and then, going kind of going to backtrack a little bit on the music so i know that uh you had a lot of people ask you about why death dreams and i i know i know the story behind that i'm gonna ask you but i need to ask you something that no one no one's asked you yet i think so 
you wrote you wrote all this music and they and and underneath death dreams did your husband ask are you okay like, <laughs> did he, uh, did he, like, do we need to talk about something like sir is there a body funny. somewhere that i need to know about <laughs> um no he did not he did not ask me that and i think it's because of just how well he knows me like he okay. knows that i he knows that i have um you know a tendency to in my songwriting i think generally in life i'm a very optimistic and happy person but mm -hmm. my music is kind of where the darkness can come through and i feel right. i feel sort of free to to write about the things that are upsetting to me or things that are really dark mm -hmm. and um and that's where i feel most comfortable with my with my songwriting so no luckily he was not um he was not too concerned about this he's like let's go outside <laughs> and uh you know, go grass and <laughs> just some ice cream yeah i mean he does say that every so often but uh, <laughs> sort of unrelated <laughs> who who hears these songs first uh does, do you test them out on them or like who who hears something sometimes. when you, yeah 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 um, um sometimes i do show him uh pieces of songs first but there have been times where that did not uh, work to my advantage or didn't go as as planned like where I'd be like oh check out this and you know will you listen to this piece of a song that I wrote and and uh, he will listen to it sometimes I I don't really appreciate his uh, reaction as much as I probably should and but also he is not like I'm like this is a very rough you know check out this piece and he's like huh I mean it's like it's it's missing a lot and i'm like i know <laughs> i don't do <think> it was <laughs> so then i'm like well, why did i show you that <laughs> so, he's, so he's your biggest critic so. <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah it's all it's I, all in love though <laughs> yes yes it's it's all good <laughs> um but i am kind of i can say i i tend to be kind of um not secretive about uh my demos and stuff but i i don't really enjoy sharing them i'm kind of like if somebody that what i'm close to really wants to hear them then i will play them but i'm not i'm not going around to anyone being like hey check this out like what do you what do you think like i'm not um and i don't i don't really know why i just kind of am keeping it to myself for for a bit until until it's time to develop it further. Interesting. So, um, so cause you do have a, you do have a label, correct? Mm -hmm. like yes, I do. One. But from the way you described them, they sound like they're really open about everything that you do. Like, yeah. Yeah. And whatnot, almost like they're a value for value label somehow. Yeah. They're super, super supportive of, music and musicians and just so great it's called double helix records and okay. they are people who their number one goal as it should be with every record label but it is not um right. is just to get good music heard by people so mm -hmm. they so they help musicians get their music out there you know it's like the the most basic description of a record label is what they are and what what every record label it'd be a dream if every record label were if they all like did what them. this one does yeah if what if they all did what like the, the one that you have yes 
Yes. Yeah. If every label was like that, it'd be like so such an amazing uh, thing for for musicians um, because they see the musicians as as artists who have their own ideas about um, you know the way things should be and they they want to make it happen and um, and they want you know I I did tell them about V for V because I, I was going to ask if, the, if yeah I, well I, I I assume that I'm one of the few artists on V for V that has I'm a record label because it seems like the type of thing that oh. yeah it seems like the type of thing that a label would be like well we're gonna need to you know we're gonna need to get part of that money or whatever and like how does that I mean, like this that, that's what i was wondering because i don't think anyone had asked you that because I, that's what was one of my questions was like are they okay with you getting value back and they're not getting it yeah yeah they <laughs> totally they want they want me to succeed as a musician they want me to be able to continue to make music so they're they're happy with anything that i can do to uh that's to, awesome. yeah to lengthen that and and strengthen my you know my presence wow. in the world that, as a musician that's kind of unheard of nowadays i know because we had you had very famous artists back then that were till the day they died were trying to get back the rights to their own music you know? yeah like they died trying like you got like george michael prince mm -hmm. uh, beatles maybe michael jackson I and mean, you just just yeah. keep going uh that they're like you know at the time that was a good idea and then they realize oh i don't actually own this so i can't really promote it without your permission like that's not good yeah yeah it's kind of really sad and i mean i have um a lot of stuff that i like from previous record situations that like record contracts i don't own my own you know things that i have created and that right. is not the case with this label uh and i think there are other small indie labels that are like that too like it's not mm -hmm. you know double helix is not the only label but it, it it's it's i think it's a fairly newer concept within the last decade or something you know of people being like well why should you know the labels themselves being like we don't want to own your art like we don't want to own that right you know that's yours you made it so Correct. it's which it's, was the whole reason behind you know value for value and like and then yeah. once they introduce music is like no like artists if you own it like how, how would you like to have some value back in real time with with some uh you know with someone taught like like participating in your music like you get to see well, why they like it you know and yeah. you get value at the same time it's pretty pretty big on supporting uh artists that are either they've been around a while and they just you know they've tried everything they're like oh i'm gonna come over i'm gonna come over here and see how it and uh, i haven't heard anything negative yet about people that were on the main the old way of doing things and that came over to value for value. Like I haven't heard any artists say like uh, anything bad. And actually because a lot of us are getting a little more comfortable with doing shows, uh, more, more music podcasters or like myself are like, I want to interview them because I play their music all the time and I love it. I wonder if they'll talk to me Yeah, <laughs> about it and figure out who they are on value for value. Yes. Yeah. Well, we, I mean, artists like that's what we want too, you know? We want mm -hmm. to be part of it and to and to get to like it's it's so great to know that people care and want to hear, you know, about these things. So so, yeah, yeah I, I think you should ask 
every artist that you that you enjoy because they'll mm -hmm. say yes. <laughs> well, that's good to know. And yeah, I'm seeing we're seeing more of it. More people are getting more confident in their their I guess their uh, mic and podcasting skills uh, within music. That like now people I see other people are venturing into like I'm gonna hey I'm interviewing so and so uh, next week. It's gonna be awesome. Like cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like I'll listen to it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. That is really cool. I thought yeah. about like how uh, uh, potentially doing a, a music podcast on here myself, but then I thought it it actually seems like it must take a lot of um, research and effort to be to find the 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 bands, like to go through the new music and to decide what to play and like because I mean even though it is a small, relatively yeah. small catalog, it's still large. It's still like you've probably spent a lot of time just like listening and. Because you don't lot. play everything that you hear, right? Are there some things that you're like, yeah, I'm not going to play that like frequency <laughs> song, <laughs> that song that's just a frequency. <laughs> uh, yeah, the I, 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 so after I get done recording on Saturday, I usually start like to today would be my day is to go back on Ellen Beats and start looking at the search because at the top of the search is where all the newest tracks yeah. and albums pop up at. And I just start like if I don't recognize it, I'll play it, and then I'll just keep scrolling. And then I, I, it by by the time Friday hits, I have a playlist ready. Yeah. So I've spent every so I spend money through Friday digging through uh, LMB's finding tracks, and uh, I have a thing. What I do is like I put I put songs together in couples. So if they sound like they're in the same genre or the BP. I wouldn't say the BPM is the same, but like almost the same genre same or same feel. Like I, yeah. I group them together like that to make the flow of the show work. But yeah, it usually takes me about a week of going through there, like spending an hour, spending an hour or two on there, just searching and listening and like, yeah. I want, it's like, is this one? Like, what do I think of this one? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, you got to put in the time. <laughs> yeah, you do. It's, it's not like you can just, it's not like you can just be like, oh, I want to play this week. I want to play that new song by you know so and so like some mainstream artists like they're not they're not on here it's all people who are uploading their own stuff and mm -hmm. it's good it gotta be time consuming so but i appreciate good... it i appreciate that you and all the other hosts uh take the time to do that and that you're real real music appreciators it's awesome yes i think that's i think that's why that this works so well because you have people that love music so much they're like yeah. big fans of music itself and then then you get people that then you get the people behind it like myself that are like want to support independent artists because there's a there's a actually it's kind of a bitcoin i was gonna say I wasn't, it's kind of a bitcoin ethos about being self-sovereign and mm -hmm. being able to control your own monetary and uh you know what you say and privacy and all that stuff and like yeah music and then adding music to that ethos just really works because then you got all these you got a band of people that are like no, no, no. These are our, these are our independent arts. You can't mess with them, but like, look at all the value they're getting and everything. Like we're doing stuff different over here. So, yeah. So we're, we're kind of like, we're, it's a community. I'd say it's a community because it does, a lot of it does work off word of mouth, but also you have to go out and discover the music shows because it's growing also along with the catalog of music in the index that, uh, yeah, you might find something that you didn't know was in there in the index or in the L and beats. I've, had that happen a couple of times. Like there wasn't something in there and someone playing like, where was that? I'm like, I need to find play that. <laughs> I like you hear it on someone else's show. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Then yeah. I'll, then I'll reintroduce him. Like, yeah, I heard this on. And then, because what we do is we promote everybody else's music show. Like, yeah, I heard yeah. this on so and so show. I'm going to play that here because that's awesome. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of how it's been going. And I'm glad that you're enjoying being in Value for Value because uh, we love having you here. Like, your album's great. Well, thank you so much. It's great to be here. Yeah. I, I like it. And I didn't, I know that people asked and I was going to come back. Do you have time for me to ask you about why you call it, why you called it death dreams? Cause I have oh. my own, I have my own <laughs> death dreams too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. I have time. Um, well, I, there's a couple of songs on the record that are specifically written based on dreams that I had uh, where I died or where I thought I was going to die or I came very close to death or it, dreams where in my dream, I was like, I am dying. And this is me like reconciling with, uh, with that, that feeling, um, and which it was not, it's not common for me. And it, it, it hasn't, these dreams have all occurred since the last time I was songwriting, which was years ago, a few years ago. Mm. Um, but it just, they all struck me enough to where I wanted to write about them. And the two songs out of three that made it to the record were, was Lady Neptune and I'll Picture You. Yeah, the sad one. Yeah, the sad one. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one that stands out the most from that whole album, and it and it's it's the last one. But I, I mean, I like it, but it's definitely different from all the other ones. It's like a, it's, it's almost like a goodbye letter. Yeah, it's like a sad ballad sort of. Because I because mm -hmm. in the dream, I I really thought, I really thought that I was gonna die, and I was alone, and I was kind of like you know, I was I was thinking of my husband and wishing that he were there and then just picturing him to be like as close to him as possible when I died. Right. Huh. So that's, it's a, it's a, it was a rough, um, song to write and record and, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know some people had told you they had some dreams kind of similar to yours, like the death dreams, like the only ones that I can like, they don't happen all the time, but like, I wouldn't say committing suicide in the dreams, but I would say like, you know how to do something in your dream to get yourself to wake up from it. And for me, oh, it's, uh -huh. and for me, it's mostly like if I jump off of something really high, I'm not scared of heights or anything, but in the dream, it's at some ungodly height. Like I'm jumping off the Grand Canyon kind of thing. Uh -huh. And that's, like, and that's how you, you know, in the dream, that's how to end the dream. Is that what happens? Yeah. That, how to end it is like if i just jump off of this whatever it is so i would i guess that would be considered because i never i never hit the ground in any of the dreams because i because the rumor is if you if you hit the ground then you die but that actually happened twice to me like on uh a dream <laughs> and it's it's you always the ground in the dream yep twice uh oh, wow. the, the same and it's always the same place so like you've been in like a ymca and they have the big pool in there like the olympic size pool yeah and they have the they have the three levels of high dives on there. Uh-huh. Uh so I love to swim and I grew up going to YMCA's when I was a kid and jumping in the pools and like even off the really high one, which feels like when you're little, like you're falling forever before you even hit the water. <laughs> so in the dream, I was just doing that. I was jumping off, but I completely missed the entire pool and hit the concrete. Oh wow. <laughs> I don't know how that's even possible. Like like <laughs> like logistically, that's not even possible. But uh that would be the only time like I would jump off a high dive and I hit the concrete. And I think another time I might've got stabbed. Oh, wow. And I was, and I felt it. And I was like, Ugh. like it really hurt. I'm like, 
I don't know what it was. Might have just been a. I woke up with a sharp pain, but nothing was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there wasn't. You weren't actually being stabbed. No, thank God. Yeah, no, it wasn't like a dog biting me in the morning or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, so in the concrete, when you hit the concrete, did you get up after that, or did you wake up after that? Did or you you didn't wake up before hitting the concrete? So you hit the concrete, mm -hmm. and then no, I hit the concrete, and I looked, and it was like I was in the, and I was still in the room, and people were just like all around you. In the dream, I was dead, dead. Oh, okay. And then uh -huh. there was people just standing around my body, and then it like kind of came up like an out-of-body experience and i'm like then i did wake up finally and i'm like i'm like what the hell is that wow about? yeah that's totally i mean that's like if i i would have written a song about that that's kind of yeah. like what happened in lady neptune i actually mm -hmm. died in the dream and then i was yeah still around afterwards yeah same here i, I don't know what i don't know what what those dreams mean like it might be some strugglers what i don't know i've i've read all the book like read the books about like this means this and like you're gonna you're gonna have like it seems like those books are almost like reading fortune cookies like yeah it means this <laughs> you're gonna have good yeah. luck on the 15th yeah exactly <laughs> one person one interviewer asked me if uh if i had looked into like you know the meaning of of the symbolism in these dreams and i was like no because <laughs> yeah. what's it going to tell me if you die i don't even know if they have that in there because most people don't die in their in the dream you know it's like people I'm, wake up I, right before but even if it's in there it's going to be like impending doom or you know <laughs> whatever. yeah it's, it's going to be something you didn't want to read in the first place. yeah yeah <laughs> i'm just going to leave it i'm just going to write a song about it and that's good enough for me yeah um, and then i just i felt like it, it was a, a good album title when I, when, when, yes. you know, conceptualizing, I didn't come up with the title until after all the songs were written, but mm -hmm. I had kind of been thinking like, Ooh, what about death dreams? And I also had, um, I also had the photo of the cover first. Cause the, the cover art is, is a photo that I took outside of my house of these like crazy, like almost biblical looking, um, clouds. Was that, like these. Was, that, was, that, was that when you were here? Yeah. Yeah, it was it was just oh. outside my house in San Antonio. And it was like it's like these, you know, amazing, glorious, peachy, like heavenly clouds. And then it just like descended into this dark, insanely dark uh storm cloud looking oh, that area, just like transitioned from one to the other. It's just really cool. So that's neat. Yeah, it just all it all kind of came together uh conceptually for me with that photo and the the songs that are about death dreams and i was a little worried that calling the record death dreams was too a little too obvious but then i was like whatever i don't care <laughs> like i'm gonna do it anyway i do yeah. what i want <laughs> <laughs> but you don't really get, it doesn't really to me like when you see the album covered because they are those clouds like it it like when i saw that i was like oh, it's like okay dreaming i got it but it, i Death didn't like death. Death didn't come to mind <laughs> with the cover because I think the I think it's because of the clouds. I'm like, uh, it helped. It maybe there were some hints to that, but like, it just it just had an interesting uh, cover. And then the way you drew the uh, the death dreams out in that font that's that mm -hmm. was that's interesting. It's floaty, you know, it's light. Yeah. It's kind of light, light and yeah. You know, it, I mean, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to imply to anyone that it's like a death metal 
band. I bet. You know? I wonder if that's what people thought at first. Like, oh yeah, this could be a metal band. It's called yeah. this, what's it called? It's called Death Dreams. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I did kind of, I think, internally just attempted to not make it make it look too heavy, you know. But it right. still, for me, for me, still really fits the theme a lot. I, th I think if you would have used the cover that's on your uh, your your website, then maybe what people would have got a like it would have been a death metal. Uh, oh, like the skeleton suit, like yeah. me in a skeleton suit, with, yeah. yeah with, <laughs> with you, the skull. Holding, with you, with you holding like the, you know, holding the skull. The skull. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is you were talking about James Bond so much. This is this is actually the uh this is the one that was used in the James Bond where they went to Mexico. Oh really? Yeah. That's so, funny. I, so for one Halloween I dressed up as James Bond in that whole skeleton outfit. This is actually that's what this is from. It's like oh, part of Oh, okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> on on um I wanted to kind of go back to how you let your do, do your uh, your community on Twitch know about uh, your that you're on value for value and like that they can send you value that way, just just like they can on Twitch? Do they know about that? They don't really, which is why I mean, you probably noticed the other day I was like, oh, salty is like on this thing, and like I I when you were there, I was like, I need to really um start telling people more about this because I kind of have just, you know, sort of uploaded and wondered what was going to happen and just sort mm -hmm. of let it go. And I've been stoked on it, but, um, but yeah, I haven't been, I think it's been like, I need to, I know what you can do on your channel, like on, okay. your, on your Twitch. I have an idea because you have, you have, a, you have Albie and you know how it uh -huh. makes that QR code. You yeah. should have that Albi QR code on your stream, and, oh, uh -huh. and then and then then have the links to uh, either Podverse or Fountain of uh, either shows that played uh, that played your music, or you could just have the LN beats because you can you can still boost through LN beats also. Yeah, um, yeah, if, you if can you just, just listen. Want to show that your album is up on on there? Yeah, that's a great idea. That's a great a great way to get to get it going yeah because then people that that you never know you might have bitcoiners on your on your stream if you show the qr code they could literally just like oh like oh cool m's got her got her qr code i can i can just scan it with my phone and send her some value like right now because she's practicing this track yeah that's true that's a really good idea yeah i will totally do that yeah, yeah, I figured after you showed up in the stream i was like i need to really like i was going to use this show this mm -hmm. interview as a way to really get, you know, to get people to, to know about what's going on over here. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Cause, uh, well, I'll explain it to them if, like for, for them, if they don't know. So when people send or producers send value back to any music artists in V for V, it goes straight to them. It's not going to Twitch. It's not going to YouTube. It's not going to Spotify. It's literally going in Emily's digital pocket. <laughs> like straight to her and and if any and if there's any splits during splits as in if i play her music track on my show she gets 90 i think you get 90 95 percent of it and then the other percent goes to like Stephen b because Stephen b's you know ellen beats it goes to the index and then and then it goes my then one percent 
for me for me it goes to the uh it's a it's called a reflex io so if someone sends a boostergram and they go back and listen to the episode whoever sent a boostergram and sent a message it'll pop up in the album art during the album artwork and it'll say when and where uh, like what time that they sent that boostergram so like oh, cool. if, you're, if you're watching someone boosted you you're like oh look someone boosted my song and they wrote a message that's nice yeah yeah and then um and that's how that works um yeah it goes straight to you um, that's cool yeah i was actually going to ask you i was actually going to ask you about that um because because uh i was wondering if there was like if it comes to the podcast first and then and a percentage you know a small percentage goes there and then goes to the artist is that correct yeah. um yeah so it's called the the magic wallet switching technology so when i'm when it's just uh the the podcaster talking um if someone's boosting uh during that then yeah like majority of it goes to the podcaster then whatever splits are being supported so that's like sending some value back to the index uh sending value back yeah. to steve and Pete, sending value back to um the, to the, that people, the, the platforms people. and people who have helped you get your podcast going right yes yes okay and, okay, but cool. this, and this is pretty much the the formula that everybody uses like everyone has different splits but pretty much everybody is giving value back to the people that help build it so that that's that's always going to happen and then the podcaster sets uh the podcast or the hosting platform will set the percentage but most of the time it's at like when like a music artist plays 90 percent goes straight to the artist and then whatever's left gets divvied up to anything that was supporting the show yeah that makes perfect sense yeah so that's pretty much how it works and yes they get little bits of they get little bits of bitcoin called satoshis and Yes, it goes straight to get goes straight to her uh, wallet, and she can do whatever she wants with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty great. Yeah, uh, I think I've kept you long enough. It's all, we're almost at the two hour mark. I didn't I didn't know how long we were going to go. Um, <laughs> I, Me neither. I but it's been it's been good. It's been a good conversation. Yeah, this was really fun. I've been wanting to do this, and uh, I don't think. No agenda me it was quite a while well it was november um i don't know if you had remembered meeting up there i mean there's a lot of people there but um i didn't know if you'd remember me being there or not but uh i remember i just remember you were there because you were talking to Stephen b and i was i was hearing the conversation about uh, value yeah. for value. Um, i was like oh i was like oh i can't wait till this is up and i kind of forgot about it until adam brought it up he's like yeah this is a uh, survival guy. She was in the no agenda meetup. And I was like, Oh, that's the, that's the name of the album. Finally. Yeah. Now I, can, now I can play it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mainly remember, uh, conversing with Steven cause that was like, you know, kind yeah. of a long conversation. Um, oh, yeah. and that was my, that was my objective. So I was mainly just like really excited about that, about learning, about learning so much and, and getting the info from him. And Oh yeah, definitely. So, yeah get to pick his brain in person i mean that's probably and uh that's probably hard to do but he no i'm not gonna dox him but it's a good thing he's in texas so if you do have any questions he would be easy to find if you wanted help again yeah yeah, yeah. it seems like he would help i had a few i did have a few questions for him as i was setting everything up and he was super helpful so it was great that's great yeah he's yeah. awesome he's always he's a, he's a busy guy <laughs> running, the, running the emporium of apps that he has <laughs> he has so much going on 
but we love Steven for doing that and creating Ellen beats and getting artists like you in the value verse. Um, so that we can enjoy your, your craft. Cause it's, uh, <laughs> yes, it's fun. It's, it's awesome. I love playing your music. It's just, it's, to me, it's one of a kind from anything that I've, I've played so or heard. Thank I you. think it's, I think it's in its own category. Like you said, like a, like a cinema, kind of a cinema genre. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know exactly what to call it, but I, I, I should, I should really brainstorm that and start a genre. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you, yeah, if whenever on your downtime you go look up that band I was talking about. Uh, yeah, I wrote it down. Board, the yeah. songs for film—that's the name of the song for film. Maybe that'll, maybe that'll help you because there might be some, you might find some similarities in there of your, your guys' style. I think you might. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to check that out. Yeah, pretty cool. All right. Well, I will let you go for the rest of this afternoon. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, have this hangout. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate you asking me. Yeah. Thanks for and, having me as your second interview ever. Yep. That's, this is, <laughs> yeah, this was the second one. So hopefully it was, uh, it was okay. Yeah, it was great. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, Emily, it was good talking to you. And um, I know that this side of the house, everybody already knows where to find you, but you can go ahead and do a, a shameless self-promotion if you want to. <laughs> I I would love to. I have yeah. um I have a lot of stuff under online under either Survival Guide Music or Survival Guide without vowels, which is S R V V L G D. So that like that's my website, like srvvlgd.com. Um, you can find me on Twitch. Uh, it would be amazing to see some more people come by on Twitch and hang out, um, including you, Salty. Yeah. Um, I've got a Patreon going, which is another way for me to build community while sustaining uh, life as a musician. And um, yeah, find it, find it everywhere. Okay, awesome. Yeah, and I will put the links to all everything. Um, in this in my show when i upload it maybe tomorrow i think tomorrow i think i can get it all done by tomorrow okay um, the links. and i'll put i'll put your uh i'm gonna put the ln beats um album list because that's because it's all about value for value here and then i'll put the survival your survival guide which lists everything that you're doing you know like it's got the records and the and the um yeah you can buy stickers you can buy stickers you can buy shirts you can buy um vinyl yeah i like, There's a whole I like the idea that yeah i like the idea that 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 one of your um community members said it was like they didn't want to ruin the sticker and they're like well just cut a magnet and you could just you can make that sticker into a magnet like that i'm like yes a i know i know that was such a great idea like a magnet sheet and just cut it out yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah so you can find <laughs> emily over there survival guide and you can obviously find her on value for value because a lot of us are have already been playing her for a, for a little bit and giving her some value back. Yes. All right. Well, I will let you go. And um, thanks for coming on. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Well, and I will I'll see you check around. in. Yeah. And I will check in with you whenever I can again on uh, on Twitch. Okay. Sounds great. All right. Thanks, thanks so Emily. much. All right. Bye. All right. Go podcasting! <laughs>